The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey guys, uh, you could win this book right now. Uh, answer this Star Wars trivia question. Get a free copy of uh, Star Wars and Conflict Resolution and check out our uh, uh, our interview with Scott, who was one of the writers in this in this book. I'll put a card right here. But here's here's the question. What original Cheers cast member appeared in The Empire Strikes Back? First five people to write me uh, at that Kyle Malone on Twitter dot com send a uh, uh, direct message or why did I say at Twitter.com? At that Kyle Malone on Twitter. Jeez. Send me a direct message or email me, uh, Kyle M at LRMonline.com. Star Wars and Conflict Resolution could be yours. Fun read. Interesting. Uh, answer the question. Send me a message. And uh, yeah, let's let's get on with the show. Welcome to a galaxy far, far away. Here at the Cantina Podcast, we provide top shelf service, including rumors, leaks, news, and reviews. Come in. Order a Loma Nail, and remember, no droids allowed. I can love Hello, that. every... What was that? I can love with that. Have you, can live with my, you can live with my face. Yeah. My, my wife has to. I feel, so, I feel so bad for her. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cantina here on uh, the Genreverse YouTube channel and podcast network. Uh, subscribe. Follow if you're listening on the app. Subscribe on YouTube. Leave some interaction. Thumbs up, down. We'll take the hate clicks. And, of course, uh, be sure to uh, leave a comment. Tell us what you think about how we're doing and all of that good stuff. I'm Kyle. That's Cam. And uh, we're, here to, uh, uh, we're here to talk about The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 2. Yes. Uh, better. I'm, I'm just going to start off with, with that it's okay it was better um there's still as as christine had put it uh some disney disney-ishness to it which like i said i feel like there is um of course there was always some lighter funnier sillier things in seasons one and two but i definitely feel two episodes into this that it is a little bit lighter in tone than the previous mandalorian seasons um but this was this was much better uh 
I, I really don't have any any strong complaints other than it's like we didn't really need to go to Tatooine. I know he needed to get. He needed a choice was, for the was, plot to what clearly they were right. He right? needed that, they, even they though there's pick up IG eleven yet because that it's this uh, uh, it's this this lightweight. You know, he's like, I I only will trust one droid, but he's willing to trust other droids. Okay, I'll just take you know this. what I'm saying. Like, it's just if you're going to trust the droid, then it's not hard to. You know, you, know, you could have gotten a, a probe from like a probe droid of some sort, not not the classic big ones, but some sort of, you know, droid from Grief Karga to to just test the, the air sample. Or, so know, there's a, any just, you know, to the astromech droid. Yeah, you know, there's there's some there's some light things here okay, just for I mean, plot, but I can I can cope with it. Yeah, have that kind of yeah. thing in it. And, you know, I guess it's how in your face it is sometimes uh, that it's just there for plot reasons or how well they, they, they disguise it. Um, yeah, so, exactly. So I think, you know, it, it comes down to you needed a droid for that whole thing to make sense um, the way they had kind of shot it and, and I mean, worked you it can, out. I, I'll, say the, I'll say this though, it does it does upset me on on uh, one level. Lots of times in Star Wars we've, we've had readings of the air done from ships you know <laughs> well they did so, point out though that you really can't get it's like almost like that yeah but he could have gone in under the under the atmosphere red and then popped back out if if need be like i said I it's know. just one but, it's just yeah. it's thin i can cope with it but on top of other things you that was one of the things that, that caught me the way it was written how they go from point to point you know mm -hmm. almost um but not too bad no no i've seen i've seen and heard heard worse so uh overall i think it was a much much better episode more mando than the first episode um i'm digging the the development of grogu uh bringing him on uh to Start making noises <laughs> that are, are mm -hmm. more more vocal, more close to language than uh, what we've heard before. Um, yeah, I think if I were going, well, not just think I'm going to grade, but grading this episode, I would say B plus. That's that's my okay. grade for this for this episode. How how are you feeling about it, Cam? That, that's basically where I was sitting as well. Uh, for those that you know didn't. Watch. I kind of changed my mind when I graded last week's episode down to I think a C plus. I think I went yeah, there. I went yeah. from a from a kind of B down to a C plus. Just when I sometimes that happens when you're writing something, and as you mm -hmm. can explain it, you explain it back to yourself in some ways, and you look at it and go, "That's not a that's not a B. That's not a you know a B plus whatever." But I think yeah, B plus is where I was thinking um, ahead of time on this one as well. I've not had a chance to do my written review again like last week because of when I watched the show and everything with work today, obviously. But um, uh, yeah, I thought it was a lot better. Um, there's not really anything you said that I wouldn't echo. I think in terms of pure plot in terms of character arcs, there's not really a lot happens in terms of Din himself this week. Nope. He kind of is still on that same path that he was. And he's almost like a, oh, I get any, before we get into the spoilers, but he's almost like a, a secondary character. And the highlight or the, the 
the kind of spotlight gets to fall a little bit more on Grogu than what we're used to seeing and a little bit more on some other characters as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I felt that the character development this week was more on those guys rather than rather than, than himself, which is absolutely fine because yeah. Din's character arc is, is going to have to carry on throughout uh, the whole I, season, obviously. But, you know, we can see where some paths are going, shall we say. I even made a joke with my, my wife. There was a part where... There was like a perfect pause and, and I was like, next time on the adventures of Grogu, because it was just, it was more of a Grogu episode, which is not a complaint, just a No, I mean, he's, he is yep. the co-star of the show, if you like, so yep. it's not particularly unexpected, but yeah. yet it kind of is unexpected at the same time because of how they've conditioned us to think of Grogu as being a MacGuffin rather than a mm-hmm. character so far. And this seems to really and that, be changing that does have that to up. change, and maybe we've heard hints already from, from you know, Filoni, who's one of the executive producers, that that Grogu might talk sooner rather than later, which mm-hmm. is about as clear as mud. But you know, that might indicate at some point in season three, and and certainly, you know, you you said it yourself, Kyle, that the noises that he's making are changing, um, mm-hmm. and that you do feel that there's there is you know he's on the cusp of of, of interacting more, mm-hmm. really becoming a character. And I think there's ways that could be done too silly. You know, when you've got a puppet as a character, it can look like an 80s film all of a sudden. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we all know how Yoda himself moved in Empire Strikes Back, and you probably don't. You know, that would probably be a way you would look at that film, and on today's standards, you'd make criticise the way the way they did some of that. Um, I wouldn't because I love the film so much. Yeah. But you know, that's nostalgia for you. Um, look, and being most of the, of the time. Most of the time, Grogu's on screen. I wholeheartedly appreciate the practicality of it, especially close-ups, mm. face, the the puppetry, the, the animatronics. Uh, it's it's actually more puppetry because like it is being controlled. Um, you have them walk about. And yeah, that's the only. That yeah, it feels kind of the only time things okay. look kind of goofy is when he's when he's walking or flips. I can't. I, I, I quite like the flip last time, but, but I, like I wasn't a fan of Yoda Yoda flipping so. Um, because but it, it makes just more, makes more sense, sense for him, I guess. For that character to, to move big distances at once because he is a powerful force user. Um, yeah, and I he know. really doesn't have the strength to jump outside of using the force. So it, it yeah. feels like a force I jump was, every time he does a jump. You know? I but was, that, that's okay with me. I was also getting back to, to episode two just for, for a second. I was one of those that was, was always like, Yoda never needed a lightsaber. I never wanted to see that. I always wanted Yoda hmm. to be that guy that was above the the weapon and and I all force battle. Yeah, I was, I was there. At I didn't some like flippy dippy Yoda. That I was that, there at that some point in my off. fandom, and certainly you know before the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. that's the way I would have thought. Like the Emperor as well was like the mm-hmm. three of them were never touched the lightsaber. Almost, yes, you know. But I never thought the thing. I never felt though was that it was just they never touched one it was just that they didn't now need, need one particularly no. but that's they, they were above above hard the, to demonstrate the on screen especially when you've got two very powerful characters i mean for example when you have yoda face off against another force user um especially when that one's palpatine and they're supposed to be of mm-hmm. equal stature then you can't just have them stand and stare at each no. other and things move about. So so I can kind of see why they went that route. And I mean, it's even the way the Emperor says 
uh, Jedi's weapon, you know, to look doesn't make me think that he's a, a lightsaber user. It mm-hmm. almost feels like Vader uses it because it's a relic of his time as a Jedi. It's, you know, almost at that point. But that's the old, you know, before you'd sat yeah. down to write the prequels and things like that happen. It's not a major yeah. thing, really. Anyway, before, anyway, we, before we get go down a, a prequel rabbit hole, spoilers. Uh, so the the whole thing here, man, is the mythosaur is is there. Uh, did they ever show that in the in the cartoon? No, because at this point it was literally a myth. Uh, right. And the, the the, yeah, that was my curiosity. It, it existed, and theoretically, it shouldn't exist. But you mm. know, why would there be there one of the is. species? You know, unless the incredibly long lived and it was just missed for all those years it doesn't really make too it's much luck, sense but anyway it's Loch Ness <laughs> it's Loch Ness yeah, monster yeah it's the reason why there's no real Loch Ness monster people because unless it's an immortal being it's you know biology just doesn't yeah. work like that you need a no. certain number of a species to, to be mm-hmm. a viable species however that's Earth this is a galaxy far, far away, and maybe this creature lives for three million years and spawns once every billion years for all we you know. I don't, I don't know. That you can make up whatever garbage you want to explain why there's this kaiju-sized, you know, creature basically in the minds of uh, Mandalore. Um, I was spoiled by this. You, you probably. Well, I told you that there was this entire yeah. episode that basically leaked in plot. And well, I didn't like read it in a lot of detail. I kind of skimmed over it. But the main part everybody was talking about was the mythosaur, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people actually doubted whether the leak was real because of that, because they thought, I don't think they'll actually do that. And of course, it, it happened just exactly like it, it was supposed to do in the leak. So it's kind of cool, and it ties into where they're going with the whole mythology of Mandalore and yeah. the show's becoming very Mandalorian focused. What yep. surprising for a show called The Mandalorian. Um, you can see but, a uh, a way where Bo is um where Bo Katan could be drawn back towards not necessarily keeping her helmet on forever, but drawn back towards some of the, the uh different uh source, the the for, uh, history, the yeah, not propaganda. The... Uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Deeper than that. Um, I can't so, uh, think of it. When people have tenets. Um, they're, the they're... I know what you're trying person. to get at. You know yeah, what I'm she's, getting at? You know, she's going to get drawn back to that a little bit. but system, right. like. But you could see then also kind of contemporizing a bit with her. You can see that, that this, mm-hmm. by including this, it makes her go, oh shit, I, I said there's nothing magic about these waters. That right there is something not magic, magic, but that that right there is something uh, uh, I was but not it's ex- expecting. From old stories, certainly, right? It? You know, uh, which I which I like. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see uh, how they build that how they build that out, out because for for so long in Star Wars, the only history we've ever gave a shit about is is Jedi history, and that yeah. is involved in Mandalorian history. Well, they have touched in the history, Mandalorian, but it's all been but, in the animated states. Exactly. It's not been but done this in live is Mandalorian action, so. history first, and I'm, I'm interested, in, I'm interested yeah. in that. It is an interesting planet. It's an interesting culture um, because, as we said last week, they are all different from mm-hmm. each other. It's not one unified, you know, Oh, we're all exactly the same and want the same goals. 
it's not like that. It's it's more like our world in, in terms of mm-hmm. they've had different cults and sects that have gone off in different directions and who's right and who's wrong. And and it's quite cool to have both talking about her experience growing up mm-hmm. and it, the, the way she viewed it would have been the way the majority of society viewed it at that point. That would have been the popular way to view it. Um, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the the traditionalists, if you like, are, are mm. wrong um, either. Um, so there is this clash, of, and I think it started in season two when they came across each other. Mm. And then you had Boba, which was because he was a clone; she didn't like him, and that that was all mixed together. Um, but that's you know that seems to be where we're going with with Bo, and really she could still go either way. I think as well yeah. in terms of, I mean, she could end up. Almost becoming like then second in command, and actually realizing that this is the guy that we need to follow, and kind of becoming that support mechanism that pushes the rest of Mandalore behind him as the leader, or she could be the one to compete against him ultimately. Um, I think they they did very obviously make her look. They, they keep doing that, make him look bad with the dark saber, yeah, and they made her she look good with it. it. Badass, yeah. So th- there's something there, but I, I kind of the way it went, I kind of like to see her character go another way and almost give up the power, give up that um, desire for her to be the ruler and get behind someone else because it's the right person at the right time Whoever's and it's the right best. thing for Mandalore. But we'll just have to to see how how that pans out in the end. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's 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 one of those. People have been been asking, well, who is the man Mandalorian in this in this show's title? It's Grogu, it's it's Din, it's it's everyone. And I I'm a firm believer that it's it is as simple as it's Din. Din is the man Mandalorian in the title of this show. And that kind of leads me, like you said, yeah. to see maybe he maybe he takes up it's all we especially here in America, in America, we love the reluctant king, right? We love the reluctant leader, mm-hmm. the leader that doesn't doesn't want it because George because Washington that is didn't want the it. Best person to right. lead as someone who doesn't want to do it, right? It's good, and everybody else says you need to do it because yep. you're really good at this, not because and then you they, wanted to. They do it for a very very short period of time and then hand it off to someone else. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we we dig that. Yeah. I like that. I can see that see it going that way. I don't like someone that wants power. Speaking about American politics again, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy's 14, 15 votes <laughs> to try to get the the speakership was ridiculous. It was like, dude, obviously not enough people want you, uh, and you want it so so bad. You're willing to make all these uh, wheelings and dealings. Bo Katan, while not necessarily on the same level of wheelings and dealings. Definitely wants power. Definitely yeah, wants. She's and a politician. An altruistic she's, she's way. She's, yeah, she still wants it, and that makes me. Why would she let some? Weary. She believes she's the person yeah. to lead, and that she would do a good job. But if she really looked at herself, she has actually failed once before in this mm-hmm. endeavor. So you know, maybe she isn't the best person to actually be the leader. Maybe it would be good for her to to come to that self realization because that's an interesting character. Act. If they decide to go the other way, I think they need to go heavy into the other way, you know, and really make her almost go crazy with with uh, 
desire and want to engage then in, in combat. Maybe this, you know, maybe this makes like her that. a uh, makes her a true believer. She goes all like Joan of Arc level. Well, I think <laughs> belief. I mean, I, I'm not sure which way because it depends where the, they go, where other parts mm-hmm. of the story that we don't know about. But I would like a more extreme example either way for Bo Bo Katan. I think if we. If she just stays down the middle of the road all the time, there's not really much character development yeah. happening there. And I like that we're getting to see her in a different way. And I hope she's a major player in, in season three now from this point on and almost becomes a, a companion then um, in some ways. Can't be there all the time with him because it doesn't work with the ship and what the setup they've got and everything like that um, for, for that to happen. But, you know, certainly... Um, as a as a regular player in this show, I think you know she's almost if if we get to that point where she's still going and she is an ally of then or an antagonist of then by the end of this season, then I think she would be up there with both Mando and and Grogu as one of the main characters of of this show now yeah. in terms of how much screen time she had in season two and where the story's going, you know, which is quite a major development. Are there? I mean, do you do you think there's any any other uh, Mandalorian uh, characters, um, cartoons, or, or otherwise, that might make a make a stab for for leadership. Is there anyone else out there? Ru- rumor well, to be out there. I've heard the rumor that Paz Vizslas. Uh, you know, it was one of the Vizslas that challenged them in season two. Um, mm-hmm. Their family is like literally the they, their history leads directly into the dark saber yeah. it was it was a Vizsla originally so so they kind of i could imagine another Vizsla you know standing Popping up as up. an opponent at some point but I, th- I think that that's part of the course there has to be someone it can't just be uh, well nothing else is going on here yeah you'd be your leader man let's cool. <laughs> end the show there has to be conflict there has to be drama yeah. somewhere I just think maybe, and I'm not saying definitely, but maybe it would it would be better if we all think it's Bo, but actually she becomes an ally and it, it's someone else would be an interesting twist from maybe the way a lot of people thought it would go. Yeah, I could see that. We don't know. No, we don't know. And that's a good thing, not not knowing. It's it's fun to no, be, yeah. fun well, to be we, we surprised never, every now and then. Yeah, I mean, the, the reason this episode leaked, just to be clear, was because the press... Or certain aspects of the press. I'm sure Manny actually had probably watched both episodes long before before we did. He usually gets access to these things for us. But uh, um, but a lot of the press out there had been given episode one and episode two directly. So there was hundreds of people who had already seen episode two as soon as you guys, the audience, had watched episode one. And of course, it was someone who then, as through somebody else, leaked that that plot online. So. There's no plot leaks like right now that I've seen for for episode three, for example. So from here on out, you know, other than the fact that we know there's tons of Mandalorians all fighting together, and we've kind of seen that in episode one already. Mm-hmm. So you could say that was it. Um, you know, there's not a massive amount we we know in terms of rumors, and I like that about Mandalorian. It was kind of the same in season one and season two as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm down with it, man. I'm I'm happy they made a uh, a real good. Let's, let's say it's it wasn't a it wasn't a full ninety degrees, you know, turn away from from bad, but it it was it was close about eighty five degree turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Another thing about the mythosaur I just thought sure. about was that, and where this could come into play is that 
if Dinch was able to tame that somehow. And remember, oh this God, goes right back to season one. Remember mm-hmm. Curiel t- teaching him how to um, ride the bogards and mm-hmm. saying, like, your ancestors tamed the mythosaur and you can't even ride this, you know. Um, so they've been yeah. kind of hinting at this for a while and now there really is one. I mean, Din shows up with the dark saber in his hand and riding in the back of a mythosaur. He is literally that's he has he all is Mandalore. Like prophesized signs that, that you yeah. know you're you're next to lead. But whether we he, get that, I don't he know. is the he is the ne- he is the new man Mandalore. Yeah, I could I could see that happening. I, what I did you think that. about the kind of like? There was a lot of jump scare typey moments in this. It was a lot of, you know, dark caves and things jumping out of you and some really interesting creatures. What did you think of that whole side? Because um, that took up a bulk of the episode. So I I appreciated a lot of that. Um, I liked having the uh, flying sewer gators. I was like, man, that's creepy. Could you could you imagine escaping, you know, space sewer gators only to find out that damn, damn things can fly too? Uh, I like that. I didn't care for the uh, bipedal humanoid cave people monster well, things. Oh, them, right. Yeah, right, right. I didn't like the glowing eyes, and uh, um, I just I didn't the like the way they... nocturnal, oh, sorry, underground type I guess. Features, wasn't it? So they have bright but I'm, eyes. I'm also one of those that, like, whenever, whenever I see uh, night vision being used in media... And they have the front of it glowing green. It pisses me off so bad because <laughs> your eyes aren't. It doesn't. It doesn't glow green from the out, from the outside. One that would give, be pretty away bad. Freaking position. Saw all these soldiers across the field, just getting lights. And I, I know, right? And voice. and two, same thing with with creatures that are nocturnal. Their eyes aren't going to glow because it would give their position away but yeah you're right they would have great great night well vision. well My, if we look at the bottom of the ocean uh, this is going very off track well, they, they're, of, they're bioluminescence yeah, they're bioluminous to attract because to attract. it becomes a lure but these these like didn't you do that no, and, and no. what it really is for me is it's something that you and i i mentioned back in season one it's the fact that they're using led lights and and rgb lights instead of uh instead of older lights i don't like the way the the jawa eyes look in the mandalorian versus the old trilogy it's just a bit it's too cleaner, intense. yeah yeah, it's, yeah. I it's just a little bit cleaner. A, like it almost looks like red jama as if there's two lights and no face like a like it, a ring wraith or something mm-hmm. like that whereas in the originals it just because it really was just people shrouded up mm-hmm. with really dark kind of yeah. head zone but so yeah. Okay. It's a it's it's a it's a nitpicky thing, Senate, but yeah. um, I did I did like that. I will say that they they spent too much time. <laughs> this episode was a few minutes longer than the than the previous one, and they spent too much time again with establishing shots. Like we have to look at we have to look at at Mandalore from above twice. We have to do it once with with uh, uh, Grogu and and Din, and we have to do it again Bail. with Bo. And Grogu. And Bo's though we saw the city ruined, like I the know. dome ruined, which we didn't see in Mandalorian. But it's, but it's because they, they like. should have figured a better, smoother way to cut that. The trip in and out both ways with both people, and I get it. It's yeah. a it's a perfect time for some for some exposition between her and Grogu, between Den and Grogu. Yeah. I get the purpose. 
But ain't ain't nobody got time for that, man. You gotta you gotta make these cuts yeah, this and is, some of these establishing shots. We've never shots agreed on this, and, you know. You know we've been, since season one, we you've been saying that, and I, I get it. I get yeah. it, but it is subjective because I kind of like there's a cinematic feel of that. I'm someone who loves to start, for example, the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. where it's just slow motion oh, there's times shots for it. and. There's and big white pants, and nobody speaks for like seventeen minutes or something. Yeah. It was not as long as that, but it's ages before anyone speaks, and it's yeah. just eyes and sniffs and birds calling yeah. in the background. And so I, I, I do like that. It's, it's almost like Lawrence of Arabia, like you know that. Yeah. Where the and I, the scenery was part of the experience. But and I'm probably less forgiving, forgiving because it's a uh, 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 series, a, a show instead of a instead of a movie. So. Mm. I'm wanting something quicker because unlike a movie, the the payoff isn't necessarily uh, soon enough. So you can end up, well, for lack of a better phrase, it's not really a waste, but lack of a better phrase, waste my time with these uh, uh, establishing shots because the build the build up and what they what they add to it kind of just fizzes away in between episodes. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know, but I I did. I I enjoyed this episode overall. Like I said, a lot more. It was. Uh, I liked the chase. I liked the monsters. Not necessarily the aesthetics, but the usage. Well, I and and I like the even the cybernetic the thing. What was stuff. what was that? Well, I don't know. I like that. You don't you don't know that one like, either. <laughs> I don't know. I think they just made it up, which is cool. You know. And yeah, that is. That it is seemed cool. to be some creature that was living inside a pressurized or. Or environment mm-hmm. and it was very small and crab like and then it had built a body for itself and then it had built a basically a tank for itself which was like a spider yeah. and i like the way it, hunt, it was like a um a bird catching spider that it was sitting and waiting for mm-hmm. you know the lure to come in and stuff like that very like predator even though it's a little creature inside yep. this um metal body so i thought that was really cool no idea what it was doing you know yeah, you know man, liquidizing I, I don't know doesn't matter it was creepy <laughs> enough and and, it, and that was that my only gripe about the monsters and you mentioned those kind of creatures i didn't have really an issue with the design but here's what i have an issue with sometimes when, when monsters show up in these shows and people have guns right <laughs> And these are very, very good guns. You know, if they weren't yeah. good, they would go back to ballistic guns, right? But, you know, the mm-hmm. idea is that lasers are bad. They're, they're faster and probably you don't need to reload them as often, you know, because yeah. they take a charge and stuff. And there's probably advantages. How, Whenever they fight something that's melee, like, why is its skin always resistant to blasters? I because don't, I don't Bo-Katan know. shoots one of them. And it doesn't yeah. that's that saber's a light saber, so of course it's going through metal other than other than Beska. Um so I get that, but I, you know, I almost feel like she's a Mandalorian, you know, and these creatures jump out of her it should have been almost like uh, Clint Eastwood, like pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and then she turn and then she turns around to Grogan and says, What, you didn't think your dad was the only Mandalorian, did you? Yeah. And it's just like this cool. I don't waste my time with these jackasses, and that would have mm. been more badass to me than having them fight yeah, for a cool I don't, fight sequence. I don't know. I mean, it, it makes some sense for some of the bigger creatures or something. Big that's creatures, scaly, I get like that are, you know, skin that thick. I get it. This thing yeah. looked like a just a, a slightly Humanoids. big human. <laughs> well, that's like saying if you took a twelve gauge shot, shotgun yeah. and put it in that thing's chest, it's just going to go. Yeah. Oh, 
pick up your yeah, shotgun no, no. off you and then eat you. I just don't see it. No. I don't buy it either. Anyways, good good episode. Fun fun overall. Not not we're, we're not on Mayfield uh uh cantina oh. uh cafe scene yet level. So no. I don't know if we'll ever achieve that again. Especially because people didn't like Andor and uh get bent for that one. Anyways, Cam, uh, any other words on Mando Season 3, Episode 2 before we talk a little oh, bit about I agree. some news? Better, and hopefully it goes more in that thing going forward. I'm excited to see where, where it goes in Episode 3. Cool, cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, switching gears uh, um, here towards the end of the show, we wanted to talk a bit about... Uh, news this week yeah. uh we actually got something to, to to chit chat about uh we are hearing reportedly uh via um was it uh variety. Would, or variety, variety. variety via variety well cam you you wrote this up so but guys uh movie delays and and uh um maybe shelving completely cam tell, tell them about yeah. it yeah variety basically did a report on the state of the movie side of the Star Wars universe at the moment, and they referenced all the possible movies that we know exist. And if I just list all them off, Rogue Squadron, um, Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie, Damon Lindelof's Star Wars movie, Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie, and then Ryan Johnson's rumored trilogy, right? That's all the movies mm -hmm. that we knew were out there and existed at this moment in time. Basically, what Variety are saying is that at the moment, Rogue Squadron is shelved, and again, they reiterate that it's not currently in active development, despite mm -hmm. Patty Jenkins herself saying not that long ago she was still developing it. But maybe she's just yeah. developing it on her own and Lucasfilm aren't involved. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't sound. It was like it was under development from so. a certain from a certain point of view. From Cam. a certain point of view, and mm -hmm. um, she's still writing it in the back of a napkin somewhere, but. Um, what may be slightly more surprising is, is the Kevin Feige Star Wars movie they say has been completely shelved. They don't specifically give a reason why in terms of this is why it happened, but they speculate that at the moment Feige really needs to get the Marvel house in order. Marvel Universe. And there are a lot order. of big... There's a lot of rumours right now that there's a big delay coming to a lot of Marvel projects by years potentially and everything mm -hmm. you know about is going to get spread out a lot more you there guys must can read be about some, that at yeah. lrmonline.com there must be See some value I'm only talking about it because it's, it's relation yeah, to yeah, Star yeah, yeah. Wars okay but um, there must be some um, truth to that although whether there is extreme as some of the reports we can't say we'll have to wait for an official word on that but the point is Kel, you do a, a show about Marvel. You've been less than excited by Marvel Phase 4, it would be fair to say. say. I would say I'm the same. In fact, I haven't really been in the cinema to see any of the last few movies. I've just been waiting for them to come to Disney Plus and catching them. You know, there didn't seem to be outside of Star Wars, eh, sorry, Spider-Man Far From Home. I, I didn't go to any of them. So I think that the idea is that he's busy with that and therefore mm -hmm. can't really commit to doing with Star Wars. And that kind of makes sense. So, so they're saying that one shelved. And as far as Ryan Johnson's trilogy is concerned, we all know that he's making the Knives Out trilogy first. He's in a big deal mm -hmm. with Netflix. He has not started making the third one of the Knives Out trilogy yet. Um, and it will not be at least until that has been on your screens. And he's done all the promotion before we will ever hear, I think, any more about, about, about his trilogy, whether that happens or not. And I still, I still stand have like by an almost with, 
without Kennedy, I don't think there's Johnson at at Star Wars. So, and I yeah. still don't think she'll be around much after after Indy Five. Feeling we'll never see that trilogy. I don't yeah. know why. I've always have had it, and even though I'm somebody that didn't like the Last Jedi, I always said if he was given his own trilogy and he had mm-hmm. the right people say to him, I agree. These military ideas were horrible. Then. Then he said he has a good director. I like all his other films, you know. Yeah. Um, so so I wouldn't be against them having a trilogy. I just don't think it will happen. <clears throat> so that leaves us with two left, which is the Taika Waititi movie. Um, mm-hmm. And they also say they think he will. Now they say like star in it, but the way a lot of outlets have reported that is like Taika Waititi has made himself the star of his own Star Wars movie. You know what I mean? Which. I don't think he would pick a lead character for himself to play, but I could absolutely see him putting himself in there as, as a character. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Um, um, I'll just, for, for him, for, he's got to have a leash because uh, I think he, he would did, have he did because do a he's great... not writing it on his own this time. Well, he's writing I mean, like Kirsty Wilson Cairns, who's also writing the screenplay with him, so it's sure, not so. But even, even then. And and that might be the leash that he needs is is on the writing side. I'm I'm not sure, but as long as he's kept in check, because uh, yeah. Love and Thunder was awful. It See, was, I don't think it was, it was awful. awful. I kind of appreciated <laughs> where he was going for. I, I don't so want to hear. I don't want to hear this from the from the core point of view. The bullshit. core point no, of view. You're shit, so you're no. so full of it, Cam. But that <laughs> I, that's I, I just I think that's the way with his brain works. And honestly, uh, I think that's what it is, and I just wasted, think some people wasted, don't get it. It was overly wasted, stylized, uh, I think, fail. deliberately. It wasn't supposed to be. Anyway, that's another <laughs> story altogether. But he did direct one of my favourite um, Mando episodes, which yes, was the finale of season one. season one. And Star Wars is a different universe. It's not as slapstick, madcap a universe Did, you, did, you, did we as not Love see the, the same first episode here the slapsticky well, stuff from 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 book of it's Boba not Fett. love and thunder level no it's yet, not that you know, level. in terms of super but they might make it that, that quipping jokes and stuff like that um yeah. i'm not saying that they couldn't but um but that's i just don't i think he would do okay but at the end of the day i will believe that film is happening when you know the production starts, and yeah. we see him sitting in a director's chair at some point. Where with clapperboard, then I'll go. We're actually really getting a Star Wars movie. The other one they mentioned, of course, is Lindelof produced one. Um, I never remember the director's name. Um, There's a three-barrel name. One day I'll uh, never remember. Charmin Obaid or or Obaid Chinoy. I might yeah. be mispronouncing it. Sorry if I do. It's on the screen for, for those watching on, if on we YouTube. Are, but sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. you hear something spoken, you don't know how it's supposed to be said. Um, yeah. That one seems to me, and we've said this many, many times in the Candina, it'd be furthest along, the one that's most likely to be locked in and, and actually happen. But Which again, is one of the most recent ones even, you know, yeah, annou- or not even yeah, officially announced, but uh, talked, uh, talked about, yeah. So it just feels like it's all completely up in the air. Well, there's two movies that we know about. We really don't know what the status of either of them are. But as far as variety are here, the other ones really have no status at the moment. So so you're kind of waiting to see what happens at Star Wars Celebration. But outside of those two movies, it would be, in my mind, highly surprising if they have something else in the back burner that's been developed that we've not heard about. And if I they think, have, I'd rather they kept it quiet until I they agree. push on further. 
until they until they have something yeah on 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 point i i think i think that at at celebration you get one movie announcement and it's probably lindelof's um that I could think, be a series as well it could be it's not just one movie it's going to go for four or five he's, movies he's got a yeah a, a trilogy a, an, an art Bravo. a whatever yeah. but i think i think we only get one theatrical announcement i don't think we get get anything else than that Considering um, they've already announced Titus movie they wouldn't well, no, announce no, I mean, it again would they well so they would just not say anything if it's I think we're only going to get details for one theatrical yeah, project. I, I that, agree that's, that. that's yeah, yeah. just details on on one. Um, no, it's all good. Uh, I need to make make sure uh, we're clear uh, with the audience. Now you understand me. Do you understand? Do, do I make myself clear? No. Um, I think we only get the the stuff for for one movie, whether that is. We assume Lindelof's, of course, like I said, but it mm, could be assume. Taika's for, for you know. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't field. know shit. We're just but, guessing based on the information um, we're getting. I think it's, I think it's, it's going to be real heavy on on Disney Plus stuff, and even though there's not going to be as much Disney Plus stuff <laughs> as one may have may have thought. Uh, but then there was never quite we'll as see. much Star Wars as there was Marvel well, anyway, and no. they've already and there doesn't need to be for the love of God. Let's no. No more, like, no, no more. We know, for example, much. there's a Mandalorian season four. It's already yeah. written. John Favreau yeah. said it's written, so we know we're getting Mandalorian season yep. four. So it kind of makes sense to me that we get obviously season three. Then we'll get Ahsoka, Ahsoka. Yeah, maybe then Mando season four, and then we'll wait and see. I've, I've heard there could be some rumours about Boba Fett, but who knows? Um, yeah, but I don't need. I don't, don't know if that, that one will come back or not. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that in my life. And yeah, else man. would be a, well, We have heard at one point there was an Ezra throne type show, but that might have been just incorporated into yeah. other shows rather than kind of keep yeah. popping out new shows with, with different things all the time. We don't know. Not heard it in a long time. Celebrations uh, next month, right? Right? April? Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, we're kind of going to be oh, relying yeah. on They're people doing who some are stupid, at the event doing live streams themselves oh because. They're not live streaming like officially any of the content at all. Everything you need to be there for. So of course, what you're going to get is some guy who's on yeah. the Wi-Fi in the building um, using his phone. Um, I'm sorry, we're we're, be be, we're beyond that now, and I I know they're doing it yeah. because it's in the UK and they to want make to it more tickets. special to to uh to kind of. But those days are are gone. The days of of the convention trailer that doesn't really. And here's my here's my thing. I have no problem with convention first, but within 24 hours, that stuff should be public. The only way I've beyond... heard James Gunn explain a reason for this once, and I thought that makes sense to me. Hmm. James Gunn said that some for Guardians, for example, the first trailer that he showed, he said the special effects weren't good enough that you could put it online for repeat viewing. He said people would start picking it apart and they'd go the CGI and this is those crap. I can understand. But when you for, watch for things like that, I can understand. You don't notice yeah. it. That if it's an different. if it's an early footage type thing, I understand. Yeah. But I'm talking like a an actual cut trailer. I yeah, don't I don't want to exactly see any of that. Same. 
I don't want to see any of any of that like help. Because back. what will happen is somebody will record it on the phone, mm-hmm. and within 24, 48 hours, I will have watched it in the worst yeah. quality you you can imagine. So why yep. go through that whole thing and not just put it out? Yeah, there for like I said, the, the days back in the day, it was a reason to entice people to get to the to the conventions and stuff but conventions now sell out you you don't need to entice anyone for for no. anything and like i said unless it is a, an effects thing which i understand they show early footage test footage things at at conventions we don't necessarily need that out and about but whatever is is finished footage if you show something finished there at a at a convention within 24 hours that that shit should be should be hitting the the internet it just from a marketing thing it makes it makes sense because like you you said you're gonna, you're gonna usually lose out on like, clicks anyways yeah it's like the mando trailer that they showed for example at the last convention mm-hmm. has still never actually been released officially online we've had <laughs> official trailers but they've all yeah. been different cuts with different things in them that initial one is has never been put online and that doesn't make sense to me whatsoever no. quite frankly it doesn't Anyways, uh, that's that's about all I I've got, man. Uh, anything else ticking around in the back of the bank brain? I mean, there's been some Star Wars stories, but it's more John Favreau says this, Dave yeah. Filoni says this. I mean, if you want to know Favreau's opinion and who would have won between Luke Skywalker and, and Anakin Skywalker <laughs> in a fight, that's out there. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's worth us talking about in a no. podcast. No, no. We're, we're good to go. So you guys can find all of the, uh, not all, but most of the stories we talked about, if not all, all of them actually may, maybe here at LRMOnline.com. Yeah, every now and then we, we miss something because of I didn't do the Anakin and Luke one because like I yeah. thought that's not a story. It's just it's a fan giving their opinion. Uh, but uh, all your entertainment news needs uh, opinions, celebrity interviews, and more available here as I click away the ads uh, here at LRMOnline.com. Uh, all of our podcasts, Daily Cog, The Cantina, of course, uh, uh, Breaking Geek Radio, Marvel Multiverse Mayhem, Anime Versal Reviews all go up on all of your favorite podcast apps. Also go on our uh, Genreverse YouTube channel, as well as uh, uh, trailer reactions uh, on Genre Shot Trailer Reactions and AVR Squared Anime Reactions. A lot of great content. Again, guys, when the book right here, Star Wars and Conflict Resolution, check out the interview with Scott uh, Maravia. Uh, right. Uh, Maravia, may, maybe. Uh, check out the interview with Scott about it. It's fun, fun book. Uh, which original Cheers cast member appeared in The Empire Strikes Back? Uh, DM me at that Kyle Malone on Twitter or write me uh, Kyle M at LRMonline.com with your answer. Uh, we'll pick uh, from the first five that get it right. And uh, yeah, we'll announce the winner whenever whenever we've got one. So, so make it happen. I think that's it, Cam. I, I think I covered everything. You got anything else for the good folks out there? Nope. All right. May oh, the good. force be with you.